Welcome back to another episode of the PO3 Podcast. My name is Marcus Marks. What's up, John Tier? What up? <laughs> hey, he's gonna get more comfortable the more. Well, no, this I don't got on. a cool name. <laughs> John Tovar. That's no, not that cool. It's just a name. It is what it is. I mean, hey. Also known as Frank hey, Lucas online, though. What up? You, you want to use that name? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Hey, I, but like, I don't think anybody really likes their names. Uh, well, it's not that I don't like my name. It's just I don't think it's cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, 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 it, to me, it's just a name. Well, I don't you, think it's a bad name. If I was named like Rodrigo or something, like that, I wouldn't be too happy. But bro, I'm really, really sad that my mom didn't like the fact that my dad wanted to name me Marcus Aurelius. That's a hard name. She fucked up my whole. My whole shit. That's a fire. That dude. That's a hard ass that's name. Like, that's a Greek god's name. Yeah. And I mean, Marcus Anthony's all right. That's my middle name. But uh, I think Marcus Anthony Aurelius. Mar- Marcus Aurelius is like more fire. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard name for I sure. I thought about changing it, bro. I'm not even lying. Like the way I came up with my name wasn't even me. Like we were in the studio one day, and we were like, "Dude, you need a different name." Because my fucking name, and I'm, I've never admit this, but my name before was relevant. My rapping name was rel, I, not like it was relevant at the time. Like, no, that was my name. <laughs> it was fucking relevant. And we're like, brother, everyone was like, this shit has to go. Like, and I was like, I agree. Okay, so let's change it. So we sat down, and the and one of the producers was like, How about Marcus Marks. So I was like, okay. And that was literally <laughs> it. Like, that was it. No thought. And yeah, and I've just used it. And it flows though. Eh, it's all right. I still don't like it, and I wish I could change it to like fucking eagle or some shit like that. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Bird of prey. <laughs> like, like I wish I could change it, but it's really not important anymore. So, uh, well, you know, that's 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 your alter ego now, man. Marcus Marks, you know. But it flows. It's not like it's a bad name. But welcome know? back to the PO3. Oh, yeah. I'm here with Jonathan Tovar. Yeah. You want to be called John or Jonathan? Yeah, you call me John. It's fine. I've I mean, called you it's... John, so it's only natural. <clears throat> and then you and everybody else. So yeah. John Donald work. Hi, John's here. So yeah, um we uh we left off on the last podcast and we were reading off the chapters of the 12 Rules to Life book by Jordan Peterson, right? That's correct. Yes. And uh we only got to I think 8. And then actually we didn't even elaborate on 8 really. We just kind of pointed it out. Um but uh, if you want to continue on that, we can uh, continue we could. on that. The last couple of rules though, they or I know one in particular. It's or two of them are gonna make a lot of sense, and I believe in the. Well, I know for a fact in the chapter he'll give context to what he means by it. But on the surface, you're like, "What the hell does this mean?" But yeah, we can go back to that real quick. We have the book. Hey, the books actually look fire right there. Not too bad, huh? Yeah, we look smart. I've uh, <laughs> like I said, I've I've admitted it too. I don't read any of the books I have just because it's so hard for me to get through a page. But if they have it in audio form, I'm down with it. So. Uh, I'm sure there's gonna be an audiobook out there for some. Yeah, you know, for yeah. this. I just actually I wish he did the audiobooks for him because his voice is like you can just listen to him talk for hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, like very soft spoken guy. You know when stupid people are like, I'm a visual learner. Well, that's me. I'm one of those stupid people. <laughs> like I have to like that's not stupid. They're, they're like, just like what kind of like beating around the bush and like uh like uh it is what it is. Actually, no, I wouldn't say it's stupid. There's just uh, I'm actually going, again. We talked about last one going through my police academy. Uh, like the first day we were there, we had to fill out the sheet, and you answered, you know, kind of like when you take one like, uh, application test, like you know, uh, strongly disagree or strongly agree thing. I hate those tests; they right? fuck me up. Well, basically, what they were trying to p- figure out was the type of learner you were, and there was three types: there was the visual, there was the person that needs to do it, and then the person that can utilize. I believe is 
both of them. It doesn't matter which of the two it is. And they were trying to highlight, you know, how you best learn and, you know, uh, retain the information. So never in there did they say, okay, if you're stupid, if you, <laughs> if you're yeah, one yeah. of these two or one of these three, so. But it is a misconception and there's a stigma on it. Like, oh, he's a visual learner. He's he, That guy's a visual learner right there. Like, fuck, all the teachers thinking is like, great. You know what I mean? At least that's my experience. Uh, well, again, just maybe bad teachers, you know? Yeah, we, and we went over that too. And so. uh, like I said, there's not enough good teachers in the world. I think it would have really changed. Like, fuck it, dude. Maybe I needed special education, you know? Maybe I needed… Not in that that sense, but like maybe I needed someone to go further in depth with me to like help push me to my full potential. Yeah. You know, I mean, we can always go back and look in hindsight. Yeah. You know, and break… You know, tear down our experiences and whatnot, but… You are some total of all the experiences in your life. So you wouldn't be who you are today if… Without know, it. And with, I wouldn't you know, trade so, it either. So, yeah. Um, so going back to the uh, the chapters, and I've never read this book before. I'm but, not even uh, done with it myself. So I'm like half, well, about halfway through. I actually want to um, look into the audio form of this book. And if they do have it, then I'll cop that so I can, you know, take it in and see what it has to offer me. Because I, I, I try not to judge a book by its cover. Uh, no pun intended, but um, <laughs> I'll put that in the in the fucking post production. But yeah, I try not to judge a book by its cover. You know, I I, I kind of want to give everything a shot. Um, and if it catch my interest, it catch my interest. But just reading based off the 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 rules here, the table of continents, contents, continents. That's all right, dude. Those are plate, those <laughs> There's are a little table with hella fucking Asia and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it seems really interesting and generalized, which is a good thing. And the cool thing about uh, Jordan Peterson in particular is… He's my cousin. Oh, that'd be great. I'd like to meet him. Uh, and every one of the podcasts that he has, um, he has his own channel or at, when he's a guest speaker, he elaborates on all this stuff. And so, even if you don't get the book, you just check out one of his things on YouTube and he's highly popular. You type in Jordan and it's going to automatically filter Peterson. Uh, or maybe it just does for me since, you know, with my algorithm, my account type thing. Yeah, yeah. But sure. uh, you're going to get all this in some way or form. Maybe not in depth as you would in the book, but he does touch bases on almost all of this. So, um, just check him on YouTube if you don't even want to get the book. Yeah, so if you guys like listen to Joe Rogan, which you most likely do if you're listening to this podcast, uh, or just podcast in general, you can just type in Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, Peterson and it'll probably pop right up. And they have three podcasts together. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. So, so the, there's a little uh, trilogy going on there. Oh, uh, um, yeah. And then and if you go to the comments, the audience is always asking for more repeat uh, and if, podcasts. So. Yeah. And if you go to uh, YouTube as well and type in PO3 podcast, you'll get this one. Yeah. Hit so. the subscribe button too. And you know what? I don't ask that. My aunt always tells me like, dude, ask them. You know what I mean? Tell them like, remind them like, mm -hmm. hey, yo, subscribe. Hit subscribe yeah. and… Hit the bell for notifications too. Please subscribe. You know? That way every time we upload, you get the… You get advised that it's on there and you can check it out. Please subscribe to me. You'll be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost butchered that one. <laughs> I did it on purpose. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay, so rule number nine. Assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. And I think that's highlighted in today's political uh, world right now, you know. Um, not to get into a political discussion, but just think about how people are. Like if you're you're on one side or the other, and no matter what you say to the other person, they're not going to want to listen to what you have to say. Um, they just want to prove that you're wrong and how they're right. People have a natural bias and a lot of people don't like to be swayed the other way. And yeah, I think that's true. And I think most people honestly don't 
like don't care. You know, like they don't like it's. it's Do you think that's lazy thinking? Yes, I think everybody has the ability to change that aspect, and I think it's a good one because even if you and I disagree on a particular topic, I still might learn something from what you have to say. But also, uh, I think people often listen to rebuttal. They don't listen for the sake of listening. They listen to respond. Yeah, they want to just give their point and prove yeah, you wrong. Ex- exactly. So, and again, that's kind of a narrow-minded way of thinking. And I think that, again, it's highlighted in today's political yeah. you know, uh, world. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people just have a natural bias to things, you know. And I, I, I kind of feel like it ties into underestimating somebody. Because a lot of times when you're underestimating somebody, you think that you're going to already say it's an MMA fight or, you know, a boxing fight or whatever your opponent uh, you know, whatever you guys happen to be doing in that situation, if he's your opponent, a lot of the times people will underestimate their opponent if they don't have as much experience as them. So they automatically think there's nothing that this guy is going to do to me that mm-hmm. is going to defeat me. When oftentimes that's like your biggest downfall is underestimating your opponent because like you said here, like you you just, you need to keep in mind that this guy might have another uh, card up his sleeve. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He might be exactly. holding an ace. You don't know that. Just because he's a white belt and you're a black belt doesn't mean that he can he can't put you in a chokehold. Yeah, of course. You know, because although those are vastly different degrees of, of well, level. No, so even, I, I would, um, you know, I, I would say it's improbable, but not not uh Well, even Joe Rogan, who's a black impossible. belt, said there's been plenty of times and where he was rolling with somebody in uh jujitsu and they were a white belt and he was a black belt and they would end up tapping him. And the guy, like, the, the person who tapped in the white belt asked him, he was like, hey, did you just give that to me? He's like, no, bro, like, mm-hmm. you really got me. Like, sometimes you just get got, you know what no, I mean? No, that's what I'm saying. I would just say that it's it's not likely. It, no, not, it's not likely. But, but it's the, but, the probability still exists that it can happen. Yeah, he's just, as you that, point out with Joe Rogan. So Well, it, the same thing applies. Just because you don't get in a car crash doesn't mean you shouldn't wear your seatbelt. No. It's probably not going to happen today. It pro- it's probably not going to happen today. But… It ha- it will happen. It might happen. It's mm-hmm. a possibility. You know, and you have to be open to the fact that that is a possibility and you can't rule that out. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of tried to live my life like that way. Uh, with, like that and that mentality um, with everything that I do. You know what I mean? And that's exactly why um, I stopped experimenting with uh, psychedelics or anything like that. Even though I've never tried psychedelics. Um, but I knew the possibility of a bad trip. Um, existed. And for a lot of people that haven't had those bad trips, they don't even understand that that road exists. But once you understand that that road exists, you're kind of… Uh, you're, you're more likely to, uh, to treat it with respect. You know what I mean? Rather than ignoring it. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short. They just… They don't prep for it mentally. And it kind of hits them off guard. And then that's when they get knocked on their ass and humbled. Because it humbled me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, humility goes a long way. Yeah. For sure. And, and th- the same thing goes back to rule number nine. Just uh, assume that this person could teach you something. Yeah. That's that's a very uh, truthful, you know, statement. And it applies to everybody, you know. But often ignored. In my, I mean, how many in, times have you been, like, proved wrong? Like, to somebody, like, you kind of like, oh, well, this guy's an idiot. But then he gets to talking. All the time. Yo, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> no, it, it happens all the time. And I try to be free thinking. I try not to limit myself to like, okay, what I know is my truth and that's the only truth out there. You yeah. Know? And, you know, I talk to my girlfriend all the time and I always bring up Jordan Peterson, but like he's, 
been that person for me oftentimes, you know, and granted he's very intelligent individual, but, um, yeah, just open mind. It can, t- it can teach you a lot and take you, uh, take you far in my, at least in my opinion. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll cause you a lot of, um, disappointment if you just learn to open your mind a little bit and just be open to everything rather than just being set in your ways. You know, because a lot of people are set in their ways and they refuse to change because they're just stubborn and they're, they're so firm on their own beliefs. And I was like that for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, even politically speaking, um, not going to get in, open up that kind of worms. You can, I mean, if you uh, want. No, I just no, can't no. hang with you on politics. No, but. no, but my point being was that I was set firm on one particular topic and after listening to the counter argument to it, I was just kind of like, yo, that makes sense. Yeah, it, at least in my eyes now, it makes sense. And I actually flipped my... My my viewpoint on that particular topic. I noticed that with you in a big way because you were one of those guys, just like me, back in the day, knew his shit. So there was little you could tell him to sway his his uh his mental pendulum, you know, and his beliefs. You were like that for a very long time because what you had working for you was the fact that you were smart and you I don't know, a lot of people that you came across, at least in my opinion, I could be wrong, so correct me and stop me if I'm wrong, but weren't as smart as you. So it was rare that somebody offered a perspective to you that you hadn't already thought of. I, I don't know that I can agree with that. It's not like it's like you're wrong. It was just, uh, I always find myself in invested in weird things, you know, as far as like obtaining information goes. And so like you mentioned earlier, you know, a guy that knows a lot about a lot. Like I would say I know enough to get by about a, a vast array of topics but you know it doesn't go very much further than that and do you I give, yourself, the, do you give I, yourself real credit though uh well i spoke on humility a little bit ago so i try to re- remain humble um i don't want to you know inflate my ego uh, i would say that of course not i would say in some regards you know i i don't even want to say the word smarter than others but I guess smarter than others and not as smart as others. And honestly, you know, bro, it's like, fine to say that. Smarter than some, not as, as others. So, you know, it's just, I would say I'm in the middle. You know, maybe a little past it, but not I, not much farther. You know? Here, here's the thing with me, and I've always been this way, and I hate to toot my horn, people, but <laughs> I'm just being honest, and I'm just giving you my perspective and the way my, my brain works and how I think. Um, I've always just known that there was somebody who was always smarter than me, faster than me, taller than me, better than me. Just in general, those people exist and it is what it is. You just got to accept who you are, know your lane. And that's why I've never been one to, that's why I've never been one to brag. But there are times where I come across people, I'm like, I am smarter than this person. But that doesn't mean that I can't learn something from them. 100%. Yeah. In, in some regard, yeah, I would say that I'm smarter than in some people, but I think it's more I, I can articulate my thoughts better than some. And, and that, that doesn't and mean, I, yeah, and that doesn't even necessarily mean that you're smart. That just means that you know how to articulate exactly. yourself. Exactly, so that, that's, that's maybe what I was trying to say, okay. you know? Yeah, because anybody, if they learn and you teach them, could do the same thing. Although I will say, I think there are a lot of dumb people out there, and, I, and, I, and it annoys me because it's a choice. Yeah. You know, like um, there's, there's, I don't know if it's a choice. No, all the no, time, I, I'm not saying if you have like a cognitive disability where you you can't think. I'm talking like people, like think about when we were in school. Like being smart wasn't something that was revered. But we did choose to go the other way, and I feel like that's it's just my, something you're not born with. Because for me, I was surrounded by people a lot of the times where if I wanted to, and I didn't look at the situation for what it was, I could have ended up in a lot worse of a position. 
than I am now. I could have fucked my life up very easily. Put it that way. But what for whatever reason, and and, and you know what? It might be because I had uh, I had both of my parents, and I had a father who would fuck me up, and that I t- I was I was fearful of, you know, and and a mother who I didn't want to disappoint. So I know that plays a huge factor. But even then, as a, as a kid, you're very impulsive and you're very curious to open up that can of worms. And for whatever reason, I just knew not to. Well, yeah, I guess what I was trying to say was, but but is that a gift or is that something I'm just born with? And some people just aren't born with that. Some people well, don't have that. Well, I mean, so is it a choice they're, at they're, that point? I think we always have a choice, in my opinion. But what if they're just incapable of thinking that then, way because of their environment? Uh, well, then I, well, you, I mean, I don't fucked them up. Well, no, because what, what I'm trying to say is, I think that there's, you know, we're we're products of our environment, sure, but. There's also people that come from some very hellacious environments that don't go down that particular path. They make the choice not to. Me being, and I don't, I don't like to use myself as an example, but my family has had their share in the system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I have drug addicts in my family, recovered drug addicts, um, mental instabilities. Um, people have been institutionalized in my family, and I saw that growing up. You know, and even within my environment in the town that I lived in, a lot of my friends at the time, before I decided and made a conscious decision to stop hanging around these people, they were doing the same things. People were getting killed, you know, and we're just because you're kids. You know what I mean? You're you're fucking crazy at that time. But I made a conscious decision to walk over to your guys' table. Well, <clears throat> like I said, I, I So why did those people that I was involved with, how come they didn't have the choice to, or know better to make that choice? What separates that person from me? Again, your choice. Your choices. And a lot of choices that we make are either ill-advised, you know? And so it could be pressure from their peers to not be that person. I think a lot you of know? times it is. But again, so it comes down to a choice that these people make, in my opinion, that, you know, that led them down that other direction versus the one that you chose to take. But when I say dumb people in the sense, I mean like… Ill-informed. No, I would just say like it's they always they scrutinize nerds. Yeah. You know, and I, I would say that's a side of myself that I've embraced, you know, is I'm a nerd. You know you what? Know? I didn't know it for a long time, but I'm a nerd too. Yeah, like, you know, and so I don't see that as a bad thing. You know, I mean, think of some of the most successful people in life, you know. I think it's sexy when somebody knows a lot of stuff. I'm talking like in general. I think <laughs> it's just like cool. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this person has some intellect and I just, I'm a fiend for knowledge. I have like this insatiable appetite to like learn. Yeah. And you can train, you can take that back to being as a child. Like I'm talking like, you know, four or five years old, you're exploring the world. You're asking questions. Masturbate, like whatever. (laughs) That's what I was exploring, y'all. But you know, my my point being though, is that it's the, the thirst for knowledge is out there. And I believe most have the cognitive ability to want to do, or that they have the ability to do it. They just choose not to for whatever amount of reasons that lay in front of them. They just choose not to. I agree. Most and that's what bugs do. and that's what bugs me the most about people is it's like there's this stigma that surrounds, you know, getting an education, you I, know, I've, and all this stuff. And I don't, I don't like that. You know, granted, I only have a high school diploma, so it's not like I'm a college educated individual. And again, a choice that I made, you know, which I'm. You know, I actually, you know, started my application for community college like a week ago. You know, I'm, I got to get to gather some information that I don't have it ready at hand. So that's why I haven't completed it. But 
again, a choice. I want to, I want to learn more and I don't necessarily have a particular path in mind with that. I was going to ask, like, what are you interested in I pursuing? Just, I just want to learn more, you know? And so I've narrowed it down to three things. Uh, psychology, uh, philosophy, or English. My fiance graduated with her for psychology, but she, I mean, as you guys know, it's, you have to pretty much get a master's yeah, in psychology. Same thing with my girlfriend, as a matter yeah. of fact, yeah, so. But she's very smart as well, you know what I mean? And um, it's just, it is a very interesting subject because at, at one point, dude, I wanted to be like a neuroscientist and shit. Just because of what I was going through, I was so intrigued of like the brain and the mind and how it works and um, like the chemistry of everything and the science behind it. So uh, I'm kind of on that same page, but I just know it's a lot of fucking work that I wasn't willing to put in, you know? Yeah, you know, again, choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call this episode Choices. <laughs> there we go. Choices. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I'm just like, ah, crap. you know, when you hit a wall, oh, sometimes like, oh, what's going on here? He's no, having a meltdown. Just, He's having a meltdown, guys. No, but like, I think that if you're gonna, because I, I want to go back to school too, bro. And I'll be honest, like, I haven't heard it from a lot of people. But as you guys, if you guys watch my vlogs, you guys know that I'm pursuing a treatment plan and finally seeking help for bipolar disorder. And um, I was talking to one of the psychologists, psychiatrists rather, and um, I've done my homework on myself and I know what I'm dealing with. But um, when we were talking and she was assessing me, and this is coming from a doctor, which I feel like their word holds a little more weight because they know what they're talking about. But long story short, just with her brief time that she had with me on the phone, um, she told me, she was like, I'm very impressed with you. And I've never had that told to me in regards to like academics um because if you guys knew what my report card looked like which i still have and i'm still trying to find i want to bring it on here it's straight f's i literally had a 0.5 gpa same here at one point yeah so i literally just not that i'm proud of that by the way but it but it takes it, a it happens <laughs> it takes a toll though mentally to know that that's what it's not a legacy but that's what's reflecting your intelligence. You know what I mean? But I know it's that it's not. I, a piece I, of paper doesn't define me, but I just seeing the numbers and wait, dude. Okay. So I was in corrective reading, bro. So was school. I. Granted, I didn't belong there. Um, the teacher told me it, it was because we had those placement tests when you were going to like mm, junior high. You probably guessed. And no, I just answered. I was like the first one done in like 10 minutes for like a 2,000 word quote. Yeah. Yeah. So um, didn't belong there. But yeah, I mean, this is. Something I've went through, you know, I didn't belong to the teachers. Like, why are you here? I was like, well, I didn't take the test seriously. As a matter of fact, I just bubbled in like my name on the scantron. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm, I did the same thing, <laughs> you know. So, again, ill advised choice, but it is what it is. Again, like I said I had a point something, I don't know if it was 0.5, but it was definitely so. You, I didn't even know that you got down that low. I thought yeah. you were like a three. 0.0 GPA type no, I think I, when I finally graduated, it was like a two point something. Oh, you know, wow. I, I had a I had a bust a lot. I had to say that after school a lot. I, I can tell a, you now, man. You, if you wanted to, you could have knocked out a 4.0 easy. But at that time, our interests aren't in the area of academics. And, and I, we I, want I think, to just fucking talk to the girl next to us or go hang out with the homies. Uh, honestly, for me, I found school extraordinarily boring. Oh, me too, bro. That's um, and I, it, it, it like obviously you know high school girls, you know, but. Uh, the subjects weren't interesting to me. The only ones I actually found interesting were history. 
I like um, science. Oh, that too. But I think the only biology, the only class I remember for science for some reason was, oh, I had Wild with chemistry. Yo, and I, how about he passed away? Wild passed away? He, um, uh, Aaron was just telling me this the other day that uh, Coach Wild passed away. Oh, dude, I did not know that. He yeah. was a great baseball coach. You know. We were, This is literally what we were talking. He changed the way I played baseball. 100% same here. Yeah, he was one of the best coaches that I've ever had. So, rest in peace. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. Mr. Wild. Wow. Uh, um, but Hope yeah, your he family was, find solace, man. Like, that's that's rough. Yeah, because he had two kids as well. So, or yeah. I think three kids. Well, I know one of them was in high school with us. Yeah, he played baseball too. I think Jordan. I think yeah, was Jordan Wild. Um, but anyway, yeah, it, it it was fucked up to hear that. But um, what was I gonna say? It had some. Well, we, how did Four we get those school boring science class? Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was a science teacher. Um, but you were saying how that was one of your more interesting. It was it was interesting enough to keep me entertained during class, but uh, I, I one of my biggest vices is homework. Uh-huh. I felt like I spent what seven plus hours in school a day, and you're gonna give me more crap to do at home. It yeah. just didn't sit well with me, and that was my big. Even when I went to community college for a little bit, I hated the assignments at home. I never did them. I feel like homework's a bit of a kick in the dick, honestly. Well, now we call it overtime. You gotta do work at home. They're gonna pay you for it. So that I guess that was my. Well, you're getting paid in education, so. Well, yeah, but I didn't see it that way at that time. I just yeah, figured it's, I'm outside of school. It's my time. If I want to go play Halo 2, I'm going to go play Halo 2. Or you go I, to Jenny Park and play with the boys, but. I don't know how you saw it, but when I was in school, the thought of graduating or anything past high school, um, buying your first house, buying your first car, getting married, having kids, like all that shit to me in high school, let alone graduating, getting through school. Was a fucking pipe dream to me, bro. Like, I never, ever, ever saw myself graduating. And everything was just so impossible to me. It was crazy. No, I, I can't say that that was true for me. I did have visions of, like, getting my own house at some point in time and stuff like that. But very, very short-sighted. You know, like, it was just like, okay, that's what I want at some point. But that comes later. Not necessarily thinking about the road work you have to lay in front of yourself to actually get to that point. And here I am at 30 years old and I'm trying to get a house next year, but you know, it's, it's happening later than I would have honestly liked. But again, I didn't put forth the effort to start that portion of my life early enough. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. It's very rare that you get a kid who is motivated to like, and understands the bigger picture in life and knows what they're working towards. And I feel like that's part of the education system's problem is that they need to understand a different way of teaching. Like, in order to get through a child's, like an adolescent's mind, the growing teenager with hormones running rampant, it's like, it's very rare that you can get through to a student. And I feel like the approach to teaching, like you said, it was very boring. It needs yeah, to change. Really was. Mind you, I was in a, as, uh, I don't know if my, my grades were like a point something, per, you know, the, the GPA was a point I something. I had no idea that you would Yeah. Be. I don't, I think it was below 2.0 at that point, honestly, but I was in an AP class. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And I dropped out because I had summer projects. I actually enjoyed summer school. Uh, well, I went there to go make up classes that I didn't do well in, but like… We went just to fuck around. But, uh… Yeah, bro, I was actually I, in an AP class, bro. bro. <laughs> I remember one fucking summer school class that we had. This poor fucking teacher, bro. It was just chaos by like the second, third day, bro. Fucking… We were skateboarding in there and then we were fucking letting off the fire extinguishers and shit and like seeing how fast they would spin around and fucking playing catch and like, bro, it, and the teacher was like, gave up, bro. Like she was done. Like, I feel <laughs> so bad for that fucking teacher, bro. Uh, well, it was hilarious. Smoke was in that class with us. Uh, I think. Well, 
Well, that's when I came up with the fucking random game. Okay, the, so oh, it's, a, it's yeah. an inside joke where like that I started like this thing a AMS. long time ago. Remember what well, we called the AMS after that, where it was like you'd Reebok, you know, running everywhere. Okay, no, know. that that was an acronym game, but this one oh. was different. Um, this so, one was I, I would speak this one. This one I would speak to you, and you remember it. But I started it in text originally, but then I I, I started verbalizing it, and I was like, "Hey, so." You understand that, like, if you have a green lawn and you roll your window down, <laughs> like, obviously your knives are going to dole out, right? Okay, so for me, I can't turn the pages that fast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, I remember this now. <laughs> so why are your glasses not shining? Yeah, I would speak. I was, I it was complete gibberish is what it was. I, I was never good at that. Like, you can see me working immensely at trying to formulate some random set of words. But it because, like, you can just say random words, but yours flowed in this beautiful manner but made no sense like if you if you didn't understand english and you heard it from like a different language like you say you spoke spanish and you heard it but you didn't understand what I was, you would think i was just saying shit yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's like now it's like is he trying to like is he talking in code like it, bro, it, so, it flows so, so i i wasn't never good at it That's bro this like, was yeah. in high school and i kept doing that shit and i did it to my cousins and now we have a thing in a group chat we don't do it as much but like, back in the day, we used to do it a lot. We literally, my cousin started calling it Smurf. Like, they would hit me with a fucking text. Be like, hey, Smurf me. And I would send them a text of just random bullshit. And it was just, like, almost poetic. Dude, you used to send me random ones. We didn't have a, a thread yeah. you know, specific to that. But you would just send me random. Like, it'd be like, I don't know, two weeks I didn't hear from you. And all of a sudden, just this random set of gibberish. Matter of fact, speaking about random stuff, when you were sitting there at Andrew's car, like, oh, this is the Bougainvilleas and Crate Myrtles. Oh, I, di- I disappointed you so bad. With that when one. I found out years later. Oh, it was years? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Actually, no. It was a substantial amount. Of, okay, it wasn't years. You're right. It was. It was months later. But it was a, it was a substantial amount of time. And I think we just Googled randomly this crap that you because you were say. so like intrigued with that word that I made it. So I was speaking gibberish. And I mentioned bougainvilleas and whatever other crate myrtle, crate myrtle. And at the time, <laughs> I was working at Lowe's in the garden section. Um. So I just like stole those words from the plant and implemented it into my my fucking my speech. Random 100% talk. thought that these were made of words and I thought they were so, so funny and I was laughing <laughs> and then when I we googled them for some weird reason we started seeing plants come up and then you text me and you were just I was just like and then I put two and is he working at low I was like this son of a bitch he got me <laughs> like and then I was then I was disappointed and I was like oh this was like a, a mark special you know well for the most part I mean it was all original shit except for like a couple of things here and there but yeah I mean bro like that was like the shit that I was occupying myself with when I should have been learning, you know, and I was, like, more focused on, hey, let's play the random game. And then AMS was a different game. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, you know, I mean, that's part of being a kid, I guess, you know. And like I said, I'm I'm happy with where I am in life. And if things (sighs) would have, one little thing would have been different, you know, we probably, there's a chance we couldn't be sitting here right now doing this very thing. So same, same, same here, bro. Uh, But circling back, so… We're going. We were talking about college for you and everything, but I'm getting back to that. I've never had it. I've never had that told to me before that they were impressed with me with okay. anything that involved academics. And she she told me, and this is coming from a doctor, psychiatrist with a PhD, so I took it very personally. She was like, "You really? I think that you should really pursue your education because I think you have a lot of potential." I've, I've told you this. Numerous times. I've never… I, maybe… And I apologize if anybody has told me that. But I don't vividly remember it. And it, for whatever reason, it just hit different coming from a doctor. Well, yeah. I mean, it's an educated individual. You know, that's 
She's credible. She's credible. It's PhD level. You know, that's that's no easy feat, you know, and so… And it honestly made me happy to hear that. Well, yeah. And I believed it for the first time. Like, uh, you would always say, you know, like, oh, I'm dumb. I'm I'm not smart. And I was like, dude, I've had some of the best conversations that I've ever had were with you. And it wasn't about the random game. Or there's intellectual shit, you know, I to some degree, you know, yeah. Like I, I'm not gonna say because I don't consider myself an intellectual. Okay, maybe the, but, maybe but I'm the conver- using that but, word. But the, but. but the conversation was it has substance to it. Okay, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. so uh, great conversation. Like one of the guys I work with, probably one of the smartest dudes I've ever met, and again, I I believe he's educated in college and stuff like that. And the conversations that you and I have had in the past were of similar significance, and so. I guess it kind of to validate what the doctor said, you know, having my conversation with you and having conversations with a very educated individual and seeing how they, they were meaningful in the same capacity. Like, dude, you're a smart cat, you know? And I think you sell yourself short, you I know? know? And, I, and I, that's probably something that you're working on that you've dealt with and, you know, but I'm glad this doctor was able to give you some validation, yeah. you know, and uh, a push forward to, you know, maybe future endeavors for education. 100%, bro. And I appreciate it. Um, and for the longest, longest, longest time, I, I've always believed I was a fucking idiot. And this is no, like, I'm not blowing this out of proportion. When I say that, I mean it. And I mean it to my core. Like, I, I, I really believe that I was inept and that I wasn't capable, you know, academically to achieve anything, really. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've always sold myself short. And that comes from a place of deep-rooted insecurity and um, it's something that I've been working on. But like I said, for the first time, I actually took that into consideration and am contemplating the idea of like, all right, well, if I'm going to spend my money on anything, why not ed- education? You know what I'm saying? But for me, I mean, like, like for you, like there's nothing in specific that kind of um, oh, yeah. like, like takes my particular interest other than maybe teaching because I, I would really want to be involved with like molding minds and stuff. Something like that because I feel like I have a lot to offer. But what I know best, my passion is this type of shit. So why not pursue that? Exactly. You know, and uh, for like for me going back, trying to get back into school, you know, English, you know, like of all particular, out of the vast array of, you know, majors you can get in English. And uh, I actually got that from a podcast with uh, Jordan Peterson and Jocko Wilnick. He's a Navy SEAL. There we go. And, uh, he was like, he, no, I think it's Willick, 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 something like that. Anyway, Just type uh, in Jocko. Yeah, he'll come up. Get started early. You know, you, you'll probably does. get Jock itch first, but just scroll down the second <laughs> one. Uh, but anyway, you know, this guy's a freaking Navy SEAL, hardcore, high speed dude. You know, him and Goggins are like homies. Yeah. And uh, he mentions him and um, the dude from Lone Survivor. Oh, Marcus Luttrell? Yeah. Which I thought was hard if that was his first name. And, uh, also, uh, Chris Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, so I think Goggins was in the same, uh, Bud's like Navy SEAL Hell Week training, uh, same platoon or I don't know what they call it, battalion or something like that. He was in the same class as him, but he got rolled back three times. So it was either in the first or second class that he was in actual Bud's training with Chris Kyle. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's dope, bro. Because David Goggins ended up going through. A total of three times through Hell Week, bro. That's fucking unheard. Yeah, I know. That's I mean, talk about determination to still have the mental fortitude to continue and complete and I become mean, a like, bro. I mean, I see the tri- try, try again was invented for for this man, <laughs> right? I 
you see the training online. It's just like, do people volunteer for this? And honestly, bro, I really wish that I could say like, I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. And I don't understand. It's think- like you mentioned in the last one, you know, there's, or maybe it was this one, just people that are better than others, you know, and there's just you have a certain, it or you don't. and there's, it's, it's hard for a reason. They need the people that are there to be that person they need them to be, you know? And so. Bro, you're missing. Keep going. Sorry. I'm, I don't want to cut you off. No, no, go. What were you going to say? Well, it's just, if you haven't, yeah, you're missing a podcast with David, uh, um, Joe Rogan and Marcus Luttrell on Spotify. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I haven't seen Joe Rogan's stuff until he, since he went to Spotify. I'm just saying so. you're, there's some episodes on there that you're missing. But uh, anyway, so he was like, yeah, I went for English. And you're, he's, it's kind of like, oh, I thought you, you were going to continue on the fucking oh, the no, Navy no. SEAL shit. So he was like, uh, you would think Jocko, this high-speed dude, why is he going for English? And he was like, I need to be able to articulate my thoughts better. And me being in my profession… Putting my words on paper means a lot, you know. And then he talks about in here, like being precise in your speech, which is another one of the rules. Uh, I think it English would help mold that and make me. If you could write, you know, uh, I mean, they say the pen's mightier than the sword. The pen's mightier than the sword. And so that's kind of why I want to go that route. And like I said, I don't have a particular avenue that I'm trying to pursue. It's just I want to get educated, and whatever that road leads me down, we'll 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 address at that time but uh yeah education it's t- taking me this long after you know yeah how many years the, are we out of high school uh, 12 now yeah it's been and, a long time and i think i went we graduated in 08 and then winter of 09 isn't know? that insane okay so i'm older than all my friends and i should have graduated if i was on track graduated in 2007 i didn't graduate keep in mind but all my friends graduated before me and <laughs> I was older than them. So it was like a weird thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it happens, bro. Yeah, but it was it was funny though. It was an interesting dynamic. That's why I, when I would say in the past, like when I was in high school, all my friends had graduated already. So I just decided to go on home studies, you know, because you guys were a year ahead of me uh, when it came to grades. And I only got to, I think, 10th and then I called it quits. But um, I think English would fit you though, if anything. And I'm not just saying that to say that. I feel like because what Jocko meant, I think that's important to be able to convey your message. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's kind of where I'm at, man. I just want, like, I want to be able to, to, whether it be on paper or, you know, through my voice, whatever's going on up here, I want to be able to put that out there in the best possible fashion, you know? And you know what, bro? Like, this is the perfect platform to do that. Yeah, I would agree. The, you know? If anything, if you if you have a podcast and this and that, like I would think that like yeah, you would work on your socials, your communication skills. You know, um, I feel like if if there is ever a place and time for it, not only in your relationship, um, or just in general, but like on a podcast, you know, that way it mm-hmm. resonates with people and you know how to say things to make it appealing. You know, because there's a lot of ways to like dope up a conversation and use these big intellectual words, and but sometimes that don't hit for people. Sometimes you got to dumb it down. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like that in itself is a skill set. Knowing how to communicate it. Yeah. You know, maybe, hell, maybe even a degree in uh, communication would be beneficial too. Is that what that is though? Like communication? Like just learning how to… Yeah, I don't think it's like… Uh, I thought I just picture people on phones and shit. No, I, I mean, I'm, maybe that's like a, like a subcategory. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know. But I just feel like communication is like talking to people. You get the app. It says just be on phones and shit. <laughs> right. Like when you sign up. <laughs> All right. Cool. Done. <laughs> We're pretty good at that here in 2021. So. Oh, I know. Right. I try not to. Um, if at any point I'm cutting you off, you can tell me <laughs> to fuck good, off, brother. bro. You're good. Because I have a tendency to cut people off. Nah, you're good. It's conversation. It happens. 
Okay. Um, rule number 10. And this is… Sorry, it took a while to get here. But um, be precise in your speech. Yeah. Um, say what you mean to me. What you say. You know, and… Jordan Peterson on his… You know, when he goes on to his public speaking platforms and stuff like that. Like, people really try to… You're reading the other rules because they're weird. I'm telling you. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't want to look. You know, he's a lot of the people he gets interviewed by are opposition, and so they try to pin him into a corner. Devil's advocate. And it's no, they're they're trying to make him something he's not. Oh, they're debating. I yeah, let's say it's usually a, usually a debate, and so they'll be like, "So what you're saying is, or you said this." He goes, "That's actually not what I said." And he, like verbatim, will repeat exactly what he said. Is this the guy that you were telling me had this one interview that they were trying to do that to him, and he just kind of completely obliterated him? There's been uh, that's probably the case, probably the guy, because but there's been like almost everyone, unless it's uh, like someone like Joe Rogan, where they're just trying to get like a uh, a perspective on a topic. Uh-huh. But usually for these interviews, they're debates, and they're trying to pin him into a corner because they don't like about they don't like something he said. Okay. And so they'll try to use or they'll like uh, sound like what do they call it click or sound baiting, where they'll like take a very small section of what you actually said. That should and, be illegal, bro. Yeah, yeah, but you know, deep media, faking yeah. shit. Yeah. So he's um he's but again back to being precise in your speech. That's what he's talking about. You know, just rule rule, really num- good. rule number eleven here is very weird, and I don't I really am interested to hear what the fuck you're gonna say. I don't know if you because you haven't gotten this far yet. No, but. and I've read into it and he explains it, but uh, I've I've forgot. So okay, so rule number eleven is do not bother children while they are skateboarding. Yeah, he, I'm. I know without a doubt he goes into there's there's some inside there, there's shit. There's there. meaning behind it a lot, and again, I, I told you there's a couple rules in here that just make no sense. I feel like one time board, he, yeah. he he bothered his kid while he and he bothered his kid while he was skateboarding, and the kid like broke his neck or something. Like I don't know, got a concussion. That's what I'm getting from it. There's got to be some inside uh, I, story. Possibly, but knowing what I know about him just based off the stuff that I've heard and the little bit that I've read from him, probably not the case. It's, there's probably some really deep-rooted meaning behind it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just being uh, weak, But, like, I, I, know, I think I know so, that there's way more meaning behind that. So, like, the premise of this book is how to deal with the chaos that life, you know… Yeah, it, there's definitely incentive there to want to continue reading and yeah, find that um, out. So, because he's talking about, like, in life, you know… We're all going to be faced with adversity. You know, like things might be going good for you. Someone's going to get sick in your family. You might get sick. It's inevitable. And so the purpose of this book is to give you some sort of generic roadmap of how to navigate through those waters and those times. Yo, this book and Goggins' book have a lot of similarities. Because his whole idea of hardening yourself mentally and callousing your mind is to prepare mentally for those inevitable um, uh, adversities that you're going to face. Well, what's what's beautiful about that is um, his interviews with Jocko. Completely different people. You know, one's a war-hardened warrior. The other's a, a professor that teaches at the University of Toronto and taught at Harvard. He's also a clinical psychologist. And people like Jocko, just so you know, people like Goggins, they they oftentimes don't like when people with PhDs are preaching this type of shit with no experience to back it. No. Well, I'm sure they don't. because I, I mean, I know I would not like that if I were in their position. Well, because Goggins was like, he was at this seminar one time and he was talking about this one huge, overweight, old dude was talking about how if you just put yourself in the right mindset, 
you can achieve the body that you want. But he himself wasn't the image. And Goggins, and that he was saying that there are limitations to people's capabilities, and some people just don't physically have the capabilities to be able to achieve what Goggins looks like. Mm-hmm. And Goggins called bullshit, and he hated that because he himself was obese at one point in time and had to lose 106 pounds in three months. And the odds were stacked against him. And on paper, that looks impossible, but he did it. You know, and that's why he's like, I don't like the fact that he's speaking just based on the shit that he learned in books without the life experience. Of course. Uh, What I was trying to say, though, is the similarities in the way that they think. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jordan coming from an educational, you know, psychological background and Jocko being a Navy SEAL, you know, they pair beautifully. And the the thing is, is like, Jordan will never be like, oh, I've been there, done that. He's just like, hey, in your perspective of being that person, you know, what do you think about this? And he'll be like, I think what you said is 100%, you know. And, and so it's kind of, it's nice to see these two people come from these two different completely areas of expertise. And there's so many commonalities between them. You know, how you said that you can see a lot of similar stuff between what he says and what Goggins has said. That goes back to rule number, um, let me see. Do not let your children compare yourself with. Okay, uh, rule number nine. Assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. Oh, yeah, and it's great. There's this guy, uh, I believe his name is Brett Weinstein. He's a professor of some sorts, uh, math mathematical something. Very, very smart guy. And he often has uh, podcasts with Joe Rogan. Or excuse me. Um, he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast. So, uh-huh. But that's not what I was trying to say. Uh, with Jordan Peterson. And um, Jordan is often like, hey, in your opinion, what do you think about this? I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And so even from a person that teaches at Harvard, still seeking information from other people. You know what I'm saying? So Even having a, a fucking PhD. Yeah. And he's, he's still curious. And, you know, so I think that's even from, a, you know, it's like if he's still doing it and this guy's achieved a PhD, you know, uh, and he's still out there on the quest for more information. That just goes to you know, show you that, like, you'll never know it all. Never. There's the, the amount of information that's out there is far exceeds any one person's capability. So the moment you think that you're the shit and that you have all the answers, just... Just know. There's always someone better. Exactly. Like, check yourself, you know? And I've been a big proponent of that. Like, check your ego. Because if you don't, and you're hanging around people who aren't going to call your bullshit, uh, you're in trouble. But eventually, though, somebody will call you out. And it's just going to… Just save yourself the the hassle. And just be honest. Obviously, with yourself. But just know. Like, there's people… That do know more than you. And that there's always going to be knowledge to learn. You're never done. Learning. You've never done learning. So to wrap up on Jordan Peterson, because I feel like we talked about him a lot. But that's um, cool. We still haven't even got through. Okay, we have one more rule here. Well, then we got another twelve over here. <laughs> oh, is, do we really? Yeah, this is a new books? book, but uh, this is a new one. But this one now is the. I haven't started this one, but what he came out and said, this one's not a sequel. Show it. Show it on there. So Jordan B. Peterson, uh, Beyond Order, twelve more rules for life. But this one is not uh, a sequel. So okay, you can actually it's a separate book. You can cop this one first, and then read this one, and they'll they'll complement each other. So you recommend reading that one first? Uh, no, there's no particular order. Oh, okay, I'm just saying you could. This is the newest one. This one came out in March, um, beginning of March. Uh, but it's um, this one's now dealing with dealing with too much order, and how too much order in your life could also be 
a detriment. A, a detriment, yeah. And so remember I told you he the twelve rules on this one were like the twelve rules he narrowed it down to, and the, I think he said like forty some, and this is twelve more. Mm. And so oh god, he's he's giving you like okay, this was about dealing with chaos. This is about dealing with too much order. And be, I'm assuming becoming stagnant in life. So he covers all bases. So, yeah. So, but you don't have to read one or the other to get it. They they complement each other in no matter what order you read them. Um, there's only one rule left here, so I'm gonna go over. And this it. one's even weirder than eleven. Okay, pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. Yeah. I feel I feel like maybe he's interpreting it the same way how people feel about homelessness. Potentially, uh, again, I forgot both of those, so I could not elaborate and give you an art. Uh... Well, here's what I'm just going to give you my interpretation just on the first time reading that. And I know nothing about this book other than what you've told me. Um, the way I, int- I interpret it as he might mean like, don't be afraid to like say hello to somebody who maybe looks intimidating. Or because you, you never know what somebody's going to offer you. You know, and oftentimes people just brush off homelessness or... Um, they're 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 reluctant to f- start a con- or spark a conversation with a complete stranger, mm-hmm. oftentimes. And I know that because we, I've experienced it. We've all experienced it. And it's a different world now. Like everyone's just stuck and glued to their phones. That people they very rarely say hi to you anymore or even make eye contact anymore. Rather, rather much less start a conversation. You know what I mean? And uh, I think it's something that. I've been working on myself as being open to that. You know, if I'm in line with somebody and they start talking to me, I don't want to be the first thing that I go to is being annoyed. I kind of want to hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. That's great, yeah. That's <clears throat> a good uh, interpretation of what that could possibly mean. What do you think? Honestly, I have no clue. Uh-huh. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kind of like throwing my I, idea I wouldn't there. even… Th- to me, that's almost as random as the random game. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you now know? I want to so, find out. Mm. Um, so when you find out, I want you to come back and… Well, obviously, but like, I want to know what that means. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, but yeah, I know this. You know, this thing, this podcast is uh, tailored toward mental health and stuff like that. Well, this definitely ties into mental health. Oh, one hundred percent. It's generalizing your life and just bettering your life uh, in general. So if you can better your life, this guy's to to point toward it. Uh, this character, he uh, after everyone, he does like lectures. Mm. And he'll go. Sell out a, a venue of some sort. Would you ever go to one? If he came over here, hundred percent. And um, but he talks about like how at the end of every show, he legitimately tries to spend some time with the people that stick around. He's and he says like, hey, it's anywhere from like, we'll just say ten to twenty seconds that each person has with him. But he says for those twenty or so seconds, he's as engaged with them as possible. And he said that he would stop doing these lectures when he was waiting for the end of the line to come around. Does he have um, his own podcast? Yes. I was going to say, this guy's I think it's, I think, it's, I think it's Jordan B. Peterson. Okay. Um, and uh, he actually started off by just posting his lectures from college. Yeah. Online. And all of a sudden, one day, just he was up at uh, several thou- hundred thousand views on one and just kept over. And they started getting invited to, and it just kind of took off from there. He's only been in the uh, in this particular light, so to speak, uh, for a few years. And he's made a very in, uh, big impact. He had to, when he went to Europe, he had people traveling like 14 hours by train to come listen to what he had to say and then often say thank you for the words that you, you, you've you changed my life, whether yeah. it be like fixing a relationship with a parent or a love or someone in your family, um, 
how to deal with, like he says, one of the things is try to be the strongest person at your father's funeral. Well, yeah. And what he means by that is kind of like, uh, I get that. You know, it's hell or it's, it's, it's painful going through that kind of stuff. And he goes, and you might be able to deal with that. But what makes it hell is you and all your, as he says, you and all your idiot siblings are fighting about stupid stuff. Bro, I, I literally dealt with the same shit when my grandfather passed away. Everybody was fighting amongst themselves when me and my sister and my cousin were like, are you guys serious right now? Like, this guy is about to take his last breath and the only thing that you guys are worried about is this petty shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And no disrespect, but that's exactly what it was. When you should be cherishing this moment. Yeah, you know. For as much as it's worth and just getting everything you can out of these last few moments. You know know what I mean? And he was saying by that was being the person to bring that to an end and bring everybody in. He goes, because... Oh, man, I... He's like, you can deal with the loss of a loved one, but it's almost impossible to deal with it when you have everyone at each other's throats. And so just to kind of begin to to paint a picture about the kind of stuff this guy talks about, and I I, I truly mean this when I say this. I'm not (laughs) sponsored by him or anything like that, but it's just, he's got a lot of good information out there. And he's a psychologist, so he deals with mental health as a profession. He teaches Mm -hmm. this at, like I said, the University of Toronto and at Harvard. Guy knows what he's talking about. And he, if you go to any one of his videos on YouTube, I guarantee you on the top comment, you'll see within the first, maybe not the top comment, but the first couple scrolls, the father of the generation never had. Like This guy is very, very wise and he gives a lot of good sound uh, advice. And again, it's coming from a person that truly cares. I mean, he's cried on, on, on you, you talked about the doctor that gave you your, um, that sense of validation, right? Yeah. He uh, talks about how the ones that touch him the most are the ones where people come to him and says, like, thank you for you telling me I can do this and giving me a path. And he broke down during the interview and he was just, he's like, I'm sorry, it's very touching or it's very uh, soft spot for me because why the hell do people have to come to me to hear these words that someone that's closer to them can just as easily tell them? Well, that's his gift, man. But I mean, but again, but it just goes to show that there's a problem, you know, and, yeah, and okay. you know what I'm saying? And yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he's so well received, you know, is because he's out there trying to help people. And then for him, he's like, you know what, like, uh, let's make hay while the sun shines, you know, like if I have this, as he puts it, a crazy opportunity, (laughs) you know, and uh, I'll do it as long as I can, you know, this guy's in his maybe 50s or 60s, he's not, not a young cat, you know, and so he's out there trying to influence as many people as he could. So that's why I always get to take him out, especially for if you're going through some stuff, you might be able to. To help you with a thing or two. That um that really resonated with me a lot because and this um this is not anything new that you guys haven't heard before, but I've had a hard time displaying my sensitive side to my fiance. Like say we're watching a movie or something like that, and it show it's a it's a sad movie. Um I'm very, very reluctant to show my true emotions in that moment. And I off like a hundred percent, nine ten times out of ten. I'll turn off that switch. Or if I'm going through something and I'm having a really fucked up day and I don't feel well, I turn off that switch that allows me to wear my heart on my sleeve because I feel like I have to be the one who is the strong one in the relationship because it's already hard enough for her feeling helpless. So I I, I have to make it as easy on her as I possibly can by trying to be the strong one, you know, because if I start break down and crying, 
And I do this. Say I did that a lot, right? And oftentimes I, I feel like doing that, but I don't because I feel like I have to remain strong for her to keep the security and let her know like, look, I got this shit. And, and that, that's completely different than me communicating to her that I'm not feeling good because I can do that. But if I break down, it's like if you're going to war with somebody and you see the fucking general panicking, you're probably going to, it's probably going to invoke panic amongst your soldiers. You know what I mean? And I feel like I have to remain the leader. I could understand the rationale behind that. However, where I disagree is I feel it's healthy to let these emotions out. Um, personally speaking, uh, my heart's my sleeve probably too often. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, I, when it, to me, I, I will manifest what you said when to me, when it matters, you know, when it's time to, to be the person that needs to be the, the general leading the army. Um, I'll put those shoes on and I'll wear them. But I also, in my opinion, think there's a time and a place for that. And there is a time and a place. And I feel like if you're in that position all the time, then it's, it's not a good thing. I think it could be detrimental. That's exactly why. Because oftentimes, nine times out of time, I am feeling that way. And if I, if I displayed over and over to her that there's no hope, she's going to lose hope. So I have to keep that inside of me. And, and I use it. But like I said, it's way different than communicating. Mm-hmm. You know, and honestly, I found myself probably a little bit more sensitive to, like you mentioned, movies or something like that. Like, uh, I, And I do too, 100%. There's so many times where if I've, I've been watching movies by myself and want to fucking cry. Like, bro, Forrest Gump makes me want to cry. It's, 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 there's, there's a, it's a funny but touching movie. You but know, if so I watch that, that with my fiancé, I'm not going to go there. I literally uh, turn the switch off. I can feel myself starting to breathe easier. And the tears just fucking roll backwards, bro. They, I don't allow it. And that's something I'm working on, though. Yeah, I mean, to be personal… Uh, I was coming back from a trip I took with my girlfriend. We went to Monterey and a country song came on. And coming from my place where I was at before her and coming from hers, that song really touched home. And I was driving and like, they weren't like uh, tears of sadness, but it was like tears of joy. And she was like, what? I was like, it was just the song speaks to... So if you guys don't know, it was Wild for the Night by Skrillex. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, it was, uh, I think, Bless the Road by Rascal Flatts. Dude, that that song though, Will. Yeah, so, if that doesn't so, make you cry, then you're not a human. So, uh, so yeah, so, I, I don't even know the fucking. God bless key. the broken road that led me straight to you. Oh yeah. God, yeah, that's a fuck. Uh, that's so a, that's a and because to me, it, it it hit a lot of it led a lot of landed. It hit really hard. It hit a lot of areas in my life. I was like, damn, like. And you cried in front of her. Yeah, I was driving. You know, she was in the passenger seat. So how does that make you feel though when you start breaking down? Like not breaking down, but like when you start exposing human. those human. I'm. That's something I really need to work on, bro. Because. I think I've only cried in front of my fiance one time and it wasn't for anything like it had to do with my mental health. It was just because I was happy. Yeah. I mean, uh, human is the best way I can put it, man. You know, like I feel, I feel like in a lot of things in life, we try to wear the Superman cape and we're impenetrable. You know, nothing can phase us. I think vulnerability is very underestimated. It's in my opinion, everybody's vulnerable to something, you know, but, uh, yeah, it, it shows the human side, man. You know, like, yeah. it's... Because she tells me, like, you know, there's times where I, my tone will change. And, like, she says I can become scary. You know, like, yo, get out of well, combo, you know? Well, you know, but that's not who I want to be. I want to I be able to wear both hats. You know, I want to be able to, hey, when it's time to get things done, put that hat on, it's game time. And I will bear whatever comes my direction. But also feel, 
if there's a time where like that song in particular hits you, like it's okay to let it out, you know, because it was it was it was a joyful moment. It was a big damn because I did, I have gone through a lot with my relationships in the past, mm-hmm. you know, and to finally have it all come together with her, and it's just kind of like yeah, maybe all that crap took place and it led me, you know, to you, you know, and. And I'm able to, I'm grateful for that. And so when it hit me, it just, <laughs> I just got watery. And I was like, oh, God, here we come. Well, you I'll know? be the first and to so, say that I'm very happy for you, man. Because I, I know what it, you've man. been through. You know, and, uh, but we can tie that into something to you spoke on earlier, uh, reflecting on yourself. And I think that's one of the hardest things any one individual can do. You know, they often say that we are our hardest critics, you know. You, because you see all the things wrong with you that no one else sees. Can't hide from your, your, you know, your deepest and, secrets. Yeah. And so for one to sit back and kind of do some self reflecting, it's a bitter pill to swallow and it's a big pill to swallow. And so um, I did some, I did some soul searching. I read some books on relationships because I kind of went down to like, hey, you know, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm putting something out there that's not being well received. And uh, maybe it worked with, with my girl now, you know, or maybe it was just luck or maybe I'm, I didn't change as much as I thought I did, and she's just accepting me for who I am. So, of, of course, you're not perfect, and no one is. Neither am I. But do you feel like she's getting the good John? Uh, I feel like she's bringing… The better John. The better John out of me. I feel like everything that I'm doing now is the who I am, but she's… I don't want to say demanding more out of me, but she's… she's Pushing. Ex- she's extracting all that other stuff that I didn't know I had in me out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, it's driving me to be a better John. You know, the best John for her, you know. I want, so, I want to say one thing just because I don't want to act like I'm the only general here. My fiance is a very, very strong person. And she herself often hides the emotions that she's feeling. And she often tucks it away to be strong for me as well. And if you do watch this, I don't know. You probably don't. But I appreciate it. And I appreciate you for being strong because I know that I'm not the easiest person in the world to be with. And I told you that when I got down on one knee and proposed. Um, secondly, um, I tell my fiance the same thing. She got a version of me that's better than who I was before. Um, and it's constantly evolving. Which I think is crucial. Yeah. You know? And so… Uh, excuse me. That Red Bull's kind of… Oh, yeah? Getting me. But, you need uh, to eat? No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, but yeah, she… she Oh, we're already at an hour or two. I didn't even know. <laughs> she brings the better, the best out, you know, and uh, it's a good thing. How about to, vice versa? I would say it's the same. You think so? Mm-hmm. Has she told you that? Yeah, and not so many words. She's kind of reserved sometimes when it comes to. Oh my god, tell me about it. Uh, you know, opening up, but she's she's doing it. But you know, you can um, feel it though. That's the thing. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and um, I, I I can't say anything bad about her. You know, like because if I did, I'd be lying. You know, like. It's a relationship. We go through ups and downs, you know. But in the grand scheme of things, like, it's almost scary how well her and I have worked out. You know just, what I'm saying? Just, just always, here's what I've learned. Just never take it for granted, man. Oh, no. Appreciate I, it for I, what I it appreciate is. every moment that I have with her, man. She's a great woman. If you see this, I'm talking about you. <laughs> you you know? really have to take the time to, like, as cheesy or corny as it might seem, you have to take the time to just look at them in their eyes and appreciate them and oh, tell 100%. them that and convey that to them and… Don't keep that to yourself. Let them know that they are that person oh, for you. Believe me, I'm, that's probably one of my downfalls is I'm… <laughs> a little too much? A little too much, you know. But uh, I, I'm working on that. Even if it doesn't seem like I'm not. Uh, that's one of my vices, I would say. As but, long as uh, it's genuine, man. I, I think there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but yeah, there is nothing a, but. Nothing but. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very important to communicate. Because 
everybody needs uh, at some point in time confirmation. You know, you want to know that what you're putting into something is for the right reasons. You know, 100%. So, yeah. I mean, do you want to end on that note, bro? We can keep going, dude. It's up to you. We got an hour three. Um, is there anything else that fucking itching at your brain that you want to talk about? I would just, I just like the conversation <sighs> leading us down multiple different avenues. That's a lot of fun. You know? Oh, yeah, bro. I mean, there's, like I said, this is one of those platforms where I feel like it's just limitless. And I'm very, very happy that I have an opportunity to do something like this with you, man. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's good when you got two people that can carry a conversation. It doesn't get stagnant or boring. Mm-hmm. At least to me, I don't know about a viewer. <laughs> Uh, um, you know, it doesn't matter to me though, honestly, because uh, I enjoy this. Well, yeah, you know, again, you're doing it for yourself, so that's that's a big, uh, very important factor. Yeah, I don't really have any other. Uh, there's no ulterior motives other mm-hmm. than I really just enjoy this, and I feel like this is just something that uh, I'm passionate about, and God willing, I want to continue. You know. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of the topics that we covered, you know, everybody experiences. You yeah, know, and yeah. I think that's and that's. Uh, a big thing. I often feel bad for people sometimes because I was blessed enough to find my passion at such a young age. And I've always been interested in numerous things, not just one thing. I've always been fascinated by a number of things, a multitude of things. And I've always put my heart into them, you know. And I feel bad for the people that haven't found that yet, you know. And I often feel that that is my gift, you know, my passion. And um, yeah. you know me. I mean, I'm passionate about a lot of fucking shit, man. Same here. Um but what's what's funny is with the occupation that I'm in, I never really saw myself doing, you know? I, I mean, I, I like kind of saw it coming. The reason I, well, because, you know, the exit interview for high school, I talk about like, oh, what career do you want to go through? And I picked CHP because I knew they made good money. But it wasn't because, uh, I'm not CHP, by the way. But uh, I was like, oh, law enforcement, CHP makes a lot of money. I'll go do that, you know? But where I'm at now in law enforcement, it was like I never saw... You know, I actually got started working at the you know, at a jail. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was a correctional officer at a jail. And, and uh, never yeah, in a thousand that. years, never in a thousand years did I think that I was going to be in that particular field. Mm. You know, so. But that's, those are the best parts about life, man. You never, you never know what's going to come. And I don't want to know what's going to come. That's why I've always had that in my mind to just appreciate, at least try, uh, appreciate everything that I have in my life and not anticipate the future because… When you think about it, man, it's all about being present. Yeah, I I, I agree 100%. I just feel that, you know, it's like plan the day that you want to have. Plan the life that you want to have. You know, is it going to go 100%? It's good to have a plan. Absolutely not. Almost every plan you ever made in your life or will ever make is not going to go 100% the way it's supposed to. And so I, I like living in the present, you know, I think the most valuable currency we have on earth is time and mm-hmm. people don't view it that way. And so, I mean, you can always make more money. You can never make no more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't turn back the hands of time and get more out of it. So being present, 100%. But I also think it's crucial to to try to plan the future that you want to have, you know. And, but that's why you practice these tools like the 12 steps that we were reading off from the book to prepare yourself for the times that your plan doesn't go accordingly. Mm-hmm. So you can adjust. Exactly. 100%. Because a lot of people, when the when life throws a, a spoke in their, uh, a stick in their forks or their spokes, they don't know what to do. No, it's it's, it's complete panic, as a matter of fact. Uh, again, to get a little personal, um, when my grandfather, two years ago, 
was diagnosed with lung cancer. My mom was in a state of panic. I mean, justifiably so. And, of course, my grandfather. Like, I don't, you know, it's a scary thing. Stage three, you know, uh, tumor that has a baseball in his lungs. Like, it was, it was at the time, it was a mass. They didn't want to say it was cancerous yet. But my grandpa's been smoking since he was, like, 15. To me, the writing was on the walls. But my thing was, okay, I can sit here and grieve like it's the end of the world. Or I can... Let's start trying to do what's necessary. Hey, let's find a, a good doctor for him. Let's find a good doctor. What's what's the next plan? You know, let's not worry about, let's not take this on later when we, let's just plan for the worst, you know? And and it turned out stage three lung cancer. I mean, granted two years now and the tumor's down to a size of a quarter. Oh, wow. You know, so, you know. Remission? Uh, I, I think technically remission is when it doesn't it, it continue to expand. Okay. I don't know where he's at with that particular They're thing still right now. Trying to shrink it. But um, what was the the rate at which it was shrunken in the eighties, seventies? Uh, percentage. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you, but going from the size of a baseball to a quarter. That's a that's, huge. That's, yeah, that's a significant. A huge, so difference. I don't know the the percentage on that, but substantial um, difference. But like, again, preparing for the you know, I was just like, what's the next move? How do we get through this? You know, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll. I'll sit here and cry and mourn when that when that time is in front of me. To me, that time is not now. To me, the time is when's the first doctor, when's the next doctor's appointment? You know, who's going to get him to the doctors? You know, what kind of food does he need to eat? You know, stuff like that. Like, that was my way of thinking about that situation. Because it's like, look, if God forbid that, you know, the end came knocking really soon, then I'll worry, then I'll deal with that when that time is present. But I'm not going to sit here and act like it's here now because we still have some moves that we can make to push that out further. You know what I'm saying? And so that was kind of what I was trying to get my mom on that same page. You know, just like, hey, look. And then my mom, dude, my mom ran with that. I mean, she, my mom was setting up appointments, but my grandparents live in Arizona. So mm-hmm. it wasn't easy for logistics-wise, you know, trying to get everything coordinated. But she made it happen, got rides for them, you know, uh, found some, like, people to come deliver groceries and stuff like that. And so... Yeah, you know, I'm not saying I played because my mom did all the legwork. I'm not saying maybe maybe I had some little modicum of yeah. <laughs> influence on the mechanic. Okay, you're right. Let's get the ball rolling. But uh, that's kind of what I think the whole thing was about, that book's about. Just whenever these situations present themselves, how to deal with them. How to adjust, know? yeah. There's a, a quote that I wrote down, and I forget where it was from, so I apologize. But I want to know what your thoughts are on it. Um, and this kind of ties into that. I think because a lot of people kind of forget what a real problem is sometimes because they've never been faced with them. Um, If you can make choices or decisions to change something, that it's not a problem. So if you can make choices or decisions to change something, that's not a problem. It's an inconvenience. The day that you can't, that you can make a choice, you can't make a choice because of something like cancer or sickness, then you've got a problem. I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, that's 100% because most of truthful. The, yeah, because most of the time, it's an inconvenience. It's just, are you willing to put in the work to change yeah, that? Yeah, you know, and... Because uh, something exactly. like lung cancer is out of your control. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, he could have not smoked, but... <laughs> Sorry if I butchered that, but no, but, that, but no, at but, that point... No, but yeah, exactly, your, yeah, exactly right, like, okay, uh... I don't got money to to do something. Okay, I could sell some stuff. I can go hustle a side job. You know, like, yeah, it's inconvenient to your everyday life. Uh, but it's, yeah, inconvenience, you know. 
something dealing with health like that, like that's a massive problem because the options that you have are rather limited. And the success rate, again, we all know cancer is a, an animal, you know. It's, I, just, I often feel people don't understand that quite as well as they should. People need to understand and be able to discern a real problem from something that's just an inconvenience. Yeah, I, I agree. I However, I think it's it's you don't know what it's like until you're in that moment. So if, you, if mm. you've never been exposed to, you know, we'll say real problems, then something as simple as I didn't get my coffee today might be the end of the world for you. Well, that's you know? why I and feel so, like it's important to understand that because it would save you a lot of time and inconvenience because you would understand that in the moment, sometimes you're not going to get your coffee on time, bro. Sometimes there's going to be a line. It's not the end of the fucking world. If you just understood that, then… I think people would just be a lot happier. Uh, yeah. I, but I think it comes down to is where people… It's kind of like, okay, you've made… Let's say we're headed in a similar path and you've made mistakes and you advise me of all the hurdles I'm about to uh, to come, you know, and I still make the same mistakes that you told me don't do this and I still go and do them. Sometimes it takes people to play with fire to realize playing with fire can burn you. Oh, 100%, you know, and so I le- I've I, learned the hard I, way know, myself 100 times. And so as best as I can, I truly… When I say this, I mean truly, really, really try to learn from others' experiences so I can mitigate the chances of me doing something similar and having similar setbacks. It's hard, though. You know, I mean, sometimes you just got to jump in the water to feel like, hey, it was too damn cold to get in, you know? Yeah, I've, I've often been burned because I was playing with fire. But, you know, for me, at least, that was uh, the best way for me to learn. And oftentimes, it's out of your control with your children or with your family members or siblings or whatever. Sometimes you just got to let them get burned, man. Um, yeah, it, it depends on the circumstances. If this guy's about to jump off a roof, yeah, try and console him. But if it's something like, hey, uh, this guy's getting married, but I'm not sure if it's the right choice. Let him find that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever the situation is. I think it's up to… Yeah, you got to leave it up to them to get… Because the only way for something, at least for me, to stick in my head and really teach me a lesson… Is if I get fucking… If I hit rock bottom. Oftentimes. Mm. But there are times where I've just peeped my environment. And I understood. Because of what others around me went through. I learned from that. But there are cases where I needed to just… Get burned by the fire. Yeah. and then, But I, I think that all… Comes back together with, you know… Why people, you know, <laughs> see problems as… Yeah, yeah. Or well, just, in, inconveniences as problems. It could you be. Know? And it could be anybody though. Um, did you say white people? No. Oh, I thought you said, said white people. No, why people? <laughs> I was like, I think just anybody, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, why w h y why people? Not white people. So on that note, everybody, <laughs> right? Now, just got uh, demonetized <laughs> before monetization. I'm not even monetized yet, but hopefully, uh, we get to that point. <laughs> well, yeah, but not anymore. <laughs> no, definitely said why people view. I don't even want to say inky. words like the R word because I don't want to get flagged. So. Oh no. Uh, but yeah, plus I think even the DSM, they got rid of the R word, so it's… Uh, oh, they did, huh? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, uh, mental disabilities, I think is what they went So with. yeah, for those of you who don't know, the DSM and the DSM-5 is what psychologists and psychiatrists uh, diagnose you based off. It's a book that describes everything that involves mental illness. Yeah, um, so I believe they got rid of that because uh, I re- remember going through… A portion of my academy. So it's not an official term anymore. Like yeah, be. I, I believe they got rid of it. I mean the other R. I meant the other R word though. Racist. But <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> my bad. I was like, this fool doesn't say white people, did he? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, 
yeah, that's why I think, you know, just it's it's all perception. Yeah. You know, and until you've been in a real problem situation, like I said, something as simple as maybe not getting a coffee might be the end of your world. And you, you know, know what? what? You know what? And I think it's kind of messed up that people we we tend to oh, you don't know what a real problem is. I've been through some problems, but like to them, that might be the end of the world. The, the end of the world, and that's why they're behaving in such a manner. And I think it's kind of messed up. On like you know, I've done it. Yeah, I was know? gonna say I'm not. I don't want to talk shit because I've been that person. But it's it's but no, it's not talking trash. It's just you know, we're, we're, we're people. You yeah. know, we're not always the the best versions of ourselves at all times. You know, and so I've been there, done that. But I I truly try to be, um, you know, like. Okay, yeah, I mean, to me, that's a, you call that a problem. Let me tell you about my problems, but try to understand it from their perspective as best Mm -hmm. as you can, you know, so. Well, uh, I think we've come to the time we've got to wrap it up. In the future here, though, we're looking into investing into a bigger memory card so we can just fucking keep going. Yeah. Because I know I got a lot of steam left in me. Oh, believe me, the the, uh, train hasn't even left the station for me, so. But that's good, though, man. I'm glad that you're enthused about this, and I'm enthused just as much as you are probably. And um, I can't wait to continue doing this, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's fucking dope, fun. dude. I'm glad. Fun. I'm glad that we get to do this, man. And I'm glad that uh, uh, this sparked your interest. Oh yeah, I mean, so I've had the thoughts. Like I said, never put it on paper about okay, tomorrow I'm gonna go buy this piece of equipment to get the ball rolling. But um, yes, yeah, you know, I like talking. Yeah, cause that's what I'm known for. You know, I'm never shy of conversation. So uh, me either, man. And uh, and those of you that. Know me? You know that's true. Trust me. I probably don't shut up enough. I can't, I hope the homies watch this one. So, <laughs> or the, these ones in general. Like I hope they start watching them because they know you. They know us. Yeah. You know. Um, and it, it's. I'm sure you guys will be able to relate. But um, go ahead. No, that's it, man. I'm... Yeah, I think we're gonna wrap it up, though, man. It's been an hour and a half. So uh, already, Jesus. yeah, almost. We're getting there. So I just I'm afraid to push the limits here with my my technology. So. I'm going to go ahead and call it. All right. Until next time. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you guys enjoy this content, please like, subscribe, and share. Uh, You can expect these every Monday. I don't plan on falling off schedule. I know I have in the past due to unforeseen circumstances. But um, I plan to drop these every Monday and in between do vlogs. So... um, one thing you forgot to mention is hit the bell for notifications. So oh, when yeah, these things the- get up, you get advised that they're up and ready to be viewed. So. Hell yeah. So uh hope you guys enjoy this episode of the PO3 podcast. My name is Marcus Marks. I'm John. <laughs> I'm just John. <laughs> See you guys later.